Morning, church. Y'all might actually get to see me cry today. We're all double dippers. (laughs) Um, I, I was raised... Or I raised, I raised my, <clears throat> I raised my hand, signaling that I wanted to be saved during a closing prayer in a, a small trailer that was used for children's church activities <clears throat> at a small Southern Baptist church um, in Newburgh, Indiana, back in 1981. Uh, to be honest, I, I probably had my eyes open. Um, saw other children raising their hands and didn't want to be left out. Not long after that, a pastor from our church visited our home. I remember praying what's uh, been known, come known as the sinner's prayer. Um, And not long after that, I was baptized. After that, I went on about my life. As I grew up, I went to church with my parents. I participated in Sunday school and became very active with my youth group. However, that was the extent of my Christianity. I was the seed that was sown among the thorns. I heard the word, um, but my allegiances were to the world. Folks, the, the toughest person in the world to reach, it isn't the alcoholic or the criminal locked up in prison. It isn't the atheist. It's the individual claiming to be a Christian whose life offers no proof of genuine regeneration from the Holy Spirit. And it took me 37 years for me to realize that I was that individual. And I thank God every day that he didn't call me home during those 37 years because I would have surely been one of the weepers spending eternity in hell. I would have stood at the king's throne and pled my case. I would have told him about when I was baptized, all the church services I attended, the church camps too. I probably would have claimed to have been an overall good person leading a good life. But I know in the end, our king would have looked down at me from his throne and pronounced my judgment. I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of lawlessness. Like I mentioned earlier, after I prayed the sinner's prayer, there was no regeneration that occurred because I was trying to to attain my salvation, not by election from God, but from merit and works. The Lord allowed me to run from him for over the next 37 years. I attained many things that some would say are impressive. I graduated graduated with honors from a private military academy. I earned my United States Army Special Forces long tab and my coveted Green Beret. I was highly decorated for my valorous actions while in direct combat with enemy forces in both Iraq and Afghanistan. But like Paul said, that's all rubbish. I was doomed for hell 
I was hopelessly addicted to smokeless tobacco, and I used alcohol to numb the pain of my combat experiences, among other things. My language was like a sewer. I was a womanizer and an adulterer. My simple lifestyle led to the destruction of two previous marriages and left a wake of broken hearts in my aftermath. In the aftermath. I know I can never go back and make those things right. I live with the memories of my bad choices and sinful mistakes <clears throat> I've made throughout my life, and it saddens me. I think no one could ever, I thought no one could ever forgive me for all the hurt I've caused. But we serve a mighty God, a mighty God capable of forgiving all sins except one, the sin of denying his son. My Damascus Road experience occurred for me on December 7th of 2018. I'll never forget it because after it, my life was changed forever. I won't go into all the details because we'd probably be here until midnight. Um, but true regeneration occurred during that whiteout snowstorm as I was inching my way over the Appalachian Mountains alone in my truck. I wrestled with the Lord that December evening and praise God he prevailed. In an instant, I was divinely regenerated. I instantly turned away from smokeless tobacco that I'd, I'd been using since the seventh grade. Not long after that, I gave up alcohol and abstained from sexual immorality. My speech was immediately cleaned up. Folks, there's absolutely no one else other than God that could have worked a miracle of that magnitude in, in such a huge center like me. The Lord called me on December 7th of 2018, and I placed my life <clears throat> and my faith in Jesus Christ and received the gift of salvation. And I'm standing here today publicly testifying that Jesus Christ is my Savior. <clears throat> I don't deserve an ounce of his mercy or his grace, and I know that. What I deserve is the debt that Christ paid for me. I deserve to experience the full wrath of God being poured out on me and an eternity spent in hell. But Jesus stepped in front of me and paid that debt, thankfully, on Calvary many years ago. And if he can forgive and change a wretched sinner like me, maybe he can make a change in one of you sitting out in the congregation today. When I look over my when I look over my life, <clears throat> there's the page. When I look back on my life and how the Lord called me to Him, I'm reminded of Romans eight verses thirty through thirty two. And those whom He predestined, He also called, and those whom He called, He also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up, up for all of us. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Please, folks, if the Lord is calling you right now, if he is working on you in your heart, don't run for 37 years like I did. Don't walk that tightrope because you may fall. 
And you may wake up in the throne room of the king who not only has the power to take your life, but to condemn your soul to hell. Put your faith and run to Jesus today.